What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite godly singlehood podcast, Singles Unlocked. I'm like stoked. Uh, this is going to be, we have decided. The verdict has been made that it is definitely going to be a series, and we're going to really take our time and trust the Father. And if this series isn't for you, there's a bunch of other episodes that I know you did not listen to. So if I could listen to some of them <laughs> and send this episode, these episodes to people that that need them, um, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting the, the Jesus in you to send it to somebody who actually needs it. But if you fit to a category or two of these, um, tune in. And if somebody comes up when you're listening to one, just for kicks and giggles, share it. Commissioning you. Okay. Um, hello. I hope you're having a great day. So you know who we're here with. The one. The only. Drum roll, <laughs> please. It's your favorite Americanized Nigerian. <laughs> Oh, Sajay is in the house. Yes, yes, yes. For those who may not know or may have forgotten, it is not. Osahi, Osaji, and certainly not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it is Osajay. <laughs> oh man. Hey, you know, when I used to um uh there was a, when when I used to do prison ministry. I'm still I okay. I'm still a part of that, but it just seasons have shifted. But when I but when I was heavy in prison ministry, and then also um, doing men's groups, there was a portion that I would say. <laughs> I've never. I don't. I don't think I said it over here. I ne- I've never done it on here. But uh, I I was after I would say yes. My name is Osage. I, I would say and we're alive and not high. <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let me give you context to that. So the reason is because of the usage of substances and being high, right? And so again, in the prison, they knew what we're talking about. Like, we're alive and not high. And they would say it with me, it was funny. And then with the men groups, when I would when I would say it, of course, um, it was in relation to substance use, and so they understood too. So we get a good year Get a good laugh, laugh on that. <laughs> and if, are you sure you in high Sanjay? Because of my energy and how I uh, engaged in teaching. So yeah, oh it's always an honor being before you all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grace to you all. Uh, put on my podcast voice over here so people can take me serious. And you never know, you might get the sanctified hood even oh within this gosh. episode. Yeah, that's Osage <laughs> for you. Amen. <laughs> Just kidding. No, seriously. Um, no, thank you, yeah. woman of y'all. Thank you for real. Oh, God bless you. I'm like, I'm stoked. Every time we come up here, like, it's always a good time, and I learn as well. So, um, yeah, today's we're just gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna take baby steps, but we need to start this way. It's very important to start this way. So don't don't try to skip to a different episode. Like if if by some chance you hit this episode. And you see something about anxiety. If the father tells you to go there, go there. But um, start here if he's not telling you to go there. Start here. I'm um, just to give you like an overview of what all these things mean biblically. 
Um, and we're ready to journey with you. I want to preview you guys that I have a little cough. <laughs> it's so bad. Pray for your girl. But um, yeah, I have a little bit of a cough. But we're here. Um, we're ready. We're rocking. We're rolling. And um, this series is going to give you a lot of hope. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to bring about deliverance. It's going to bring about healing, mass healing. And um, I mean, hope is I that mean, you come out of this feeling and knowing that you're free. I so. mean, yeah, so I mean, Osage, get like, you start us off. Start us off with what you had. Well, you yo, things. Let's, let's, um, let, let's start with, with the word of prayer. We're going to pray regarding your cough. I won't keep it long, and I know. Oh, I know, amen. <laughs> okay, we're gonna pray for a whole hour because before we get into this, guys. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm playing. What I'm playing. Come heck? on, come on, come on. What? What? You can't tarry with us for an hour. That's what Jesus said to the disciples, right? Okay, I'm playing. Oh here we go, gosh. Father. I want to say thank you once again for your loving kindness. Thank you so much that the Word of God says in Isaiah 43, verse four. Of how you cherish us, mm -hmm. you honor us, and how you love us, my God. Great is your mercy towards us, Lord God. You care about us. You care about our mental health. You care about how we conduct ourselves and how we handle others. I want to say thank you that you care. I want to say thank you that you are present with us. I want to say thank you that the fire of God dismantles, destroys every power of darkness that would try to block the ears of those who are listening right now. That the fire of God burns off the scales from the eyes of those who are listening now. We say yes to you. We want to see you. We want to hear you. Let your voice be heard. Let your spirit flow. So indeed we bind and rebuke the enemy in the name of Yeshua. And we lose the spirit of openness. We lose your spirit of grace and of mercy. We lose healing. We lose compassion. We lose understanding and wisdom and knowledge. And we embrace our brothers and sisters. And we say thank you for allowing us to gather here. Now, Daddy, we also bring before you Amber. We want to say thank you for your healing grace upon her life. Thank you for allowing her to be a, a, a wonderful steward uh, concerning this ministry. Father, she's in need of that healing grace to flow through her esophagus, to flow in her voice box, flow in her lungs. We curse the cough from the root in the name of Jesus. You know, I know there's cough syrup. We apply the blood of Jesus as syrup. We say thank you for that healing grace even now. In Jesus' name, that cough is rebuked, is put to shame, her health, she is whole. We say thank you, Lord. We just say thank you. We glorify your name in the mighty name of Jesus. And if anyone else needs healing touch as they listen to this, heal them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. God yeah. Bless you. So. So send, send, send in your prayer report for those of you who, who's experienced healing. Like for real. Send, send, send them in. We want to know. All right. So as you guys are aware, we started off uh, on the last episode and we touched on mental health and how it's there to our heart. And of course, the basis 
uh, as we come together as singles, we understand that there are those in the body of Christ that they have written themselves off, that they have said, there's no way that I can be married. There's no way that anyone will want to deal with me due to this mental health diagnosis or just due to the mental distress that you experience in your life. Because we keep in mind, everyone does not have a diagnosis, but for those who are honest with themselves, they can see that in their journey of life, that there's been some disturbances, that there's been some nuances that's caught their attention and they know, okay, yeah, this is dealing with my mental health. Mm-hmm. We want for you to know once again that Jesus, our kinsman redeemer, that he identifies. That's right. That's why I use that term. He connects with us. You see, the book of Hebrews Y'all know we're going to get in the word of God. You, you, you got to have a word if you're going to deal with mental health, okay? And 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 you got to know that Yeshua cares about you. And so in the book of Hebrews, now you guys know like I know now, if you're driving, of course, you can't do this right now. But if you are able, grab a hold of your holy writ, okay? You say, what's the holy writ? The Bible. Grab a hold of your Bible, okay? And Hebrews, uh, let me make sure, there we go, and it's Hebrews chapter 4, okay, chapter 4, yeah, Hebrews chapter 4, and it's verse 15, oh my God, I get excited, you know what, we can even go to, a, we can start from verse 14, oh, hallelujah. Mm, you know what? No, start from verse 12. Let's go to verse 12. Start from verse 12. Okay? Hebrews 4. Well, start from verse 12. And we're going to read to 16. Okay. Not... Hebrews chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Verse 12. Yeah. Okay. To, to 16. <clears throat> to 16. Got it. Mm-hmm. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is, oh my gosh, I was just saying this the other day. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires as deep. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything Mm. is naked and exposed before his eyes. Mm. And he is the one whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest of our of ours understands our weakness for he this Mm. is good for he faced all of the same testings we do. Yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. That's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. <laughs> now, now, for those of you familiar with my sanctified madness, if, if I may say that, <laughs> I love the word of Yah. I get excited. I get excited because we're seeing the 
heart of heaven. Who is the heart of heaven? The heart of heaven is Yeshua. Can, can you read? Oh, my word. <laughs> read verse 15 again, please. Yeah. It says, this high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced say all that again. Same... Say, this say that again. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet did not sin. <laughs> Listen, check this out, guys. Okay. So, I want for you, when you look at that text, now, now keep in mind, be as the Bereans. Remember, we want for you to engage in reading the Word of God by yourself and engaging in his study with the Holy Spirit, okay? As Amber loves to say, we're a supplement, right? I want for you to look at what was just read in verse 15, for those of you who are able to mark on your Bibles right now. And even if you haven't marked already, guess what? Just put another circle around it. <laughs> put another line underneath it. Put brackets right there. And I want you to take what is being said at word value. He understands exactly what you're experiencing. So for those of you who are listening right now, you're saying, well, I don't, I don't, oh, this, this is not an episode for me because I don't, I don't have a mental health diagnosis. Oh, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Okay. Because when dealing with mental health, you don't have to have a diagnosis for this word to apply to you. The word of, excuse me, the word of God applies to every believer point blank period. And even the non-believer, whether the non-believer wants to accept it or not, the word of God is going to be applied and they in likewise manner will be judged by the word of the most high because his word will not return to him void. Okay. So don't go anywhere. He understands. And I'm going to get specific here. Whatever your diagnosis may be, whether it's comorbidity, speaking about more than one diagnosis. Okay. Dual diagnosis. Now check this out. Dual diagnosis, specifically more so deals with the mental health forum of multiple diagnosis, right? So we have dual, and then we have comorbidity, uh, which is more so speaking about not just with mental health, but you can have uh, uh, the diagnosis of bipolar one and with with uh, schizo uh, affective, and then you have um, opioid addiction. All right. Just throwing on examples there. So here we are. I want for you to imagine. This is the wild part of, of, of why I asked for uh, the woman of y'all to, to read this once again. That Yeshua is saying to you, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I know the feeling of the manicness when you're in the state of being manic. I know the feeling of the state of this person. When I remember, I said opioid. Okay, so the withdrawals. I I I, I understand the components of what is going on. I I've been touched by it, and I take note of what it said, and it said yet was without sin. 
Now that blows my mind. And this is the beauty about Yeshua, because there, there are those who seek to defame his name and drag him to shame, but he cannot be dragged to shame. Why? Because he already took upon himself shame and he died and he rose from the dead and he ascended and he sits at the right hand of the father. So no matter what they say, they cannot pull him down. They cannot change who he is. He is the exalted one. And so even though they try to say, yeah, uh, uh, Jesus did this and blah, 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 they seek to blaspheme him. We know that he was sinless. And in the midst of understanding this, he was able to experience these various components. Do you know how strong, mentally strong one must be to begin to experience these things? Now, take this right here and let's apply it to when he was on the cross. Because I sincerely point of this text points to when he was on the cross. Why are you saying that, Osage? Because he made him who knew no sin to become sin concerning us so we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everything, the weight of all the wickedness that has ever and will ever occur was placed upon him. Now, my mind cannot, I can't wrap my mind around this. So I gave the example of saying, okay, um, the feeling that, that he knows exactly or the diagnosis that you've been given, that he knows exactly What's going on? Because remember, well, for those of you who may not know, we have to keep in mind that we're fallen men in nature. So in other words, because Adam and Eve, of course, because they sinned and we have an understanding that Eve was deceived, that Adam was not deceived. And due to due to the choice of Adam, they have all now fallen to the state of sin. Mm -hmm. And due to that, that our bodies now, unfortunately, they decompose and things break down and there are various ailments that we're now exposed to and everyone comes from uh one right adam and eve we understand that but there are various lines so in the fallen nature various manifestations of sin of the fallen nature of man manifest so you guys follow my thought process here. And so with that understanding, there is one particular person over here who may be experiencing um, bipolar one. And like, yeah, that runs in my family. My mother or my grandfather, etc. More than one person. Like, yeah, this, this happens in my family. And again, I'm just giving examples that some of you guys may connect with this. Another person may say, okay, you know what? Depression is something that's really heavy in my family. Again, I'm just throwing out examples over here. But I just simply want for us to understand that no matter what, if that be your case or that's not your case, that Jesus connects all that stuff, everything, no matter what what's going on in the bloodline or whether you open up the door and yes when I say you we'll, we'll jump into that because there are acts and different things that we can do that can open up that door uh, whether it's just simply um, things we've eaten you know conversations we're engaged in or dealing with uh, 
demonic entities that can work through things eaten and that can work through conversations. But we want to make sure we make a distinction here because diagnosis doesn't automatically mean you have a demon. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's, uh, that is oh straightway. Just, just, you gotta do that. That's, that's, that's not what's going on. Okay. Everyone's case is different. All right. So I wanted to establish that right over there. But of just knowing that Yeshua took it upon himself now, this is something that you have to believe by faith. And this is something that when you believe it by faith, it becomes a key to your freedom. I have a high priest that identifies with me. He's touched by what I'm going through. You know, Amber, let me ask you this. Does it make a world of difference when somebody is able to sympathize and and or empathize with you. Yeah. Why? I think, and we want to know you guys' comments and questions too, uh, your input. But I think it makes a world of difference when somebody can um, uh, sympathize with me and or empathize with me um, because it shows that you care. And it mm -hmm. shows, yeah, mainly it shows that you care. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, and see, and, and and that's what I believe for every human being, even even for the people who may feel that they're hardcore or what have you, when their heart is pricked and softened due to a person connecting with them, even if the person hasn't been through exactly what they've been through, just for the mere fact that you paused for the cause and you took time and you heard me out. Because I'll tell you, um, Amber, uh, uh, I, I've experienced people who did experience exactly what I experienced, but they were prideful and they didn't help me one bit. Yeah. <laughs> you see? So, yeah, so when, so when people be like, I, I, I need someone who's been through what I've been through. It's like, well, no, that's not the actual truth. No. Don't allow for that thing to blind you. And I really mean that. You know, because there's some people, and as you're listening right now, I really want for some of you to take hold of this wisdom. So you, so you won't miss the Messiah while he's passing by. In other words, when the spirit of God is using a person, right? Because remember, we're his hands and we're his feet. We're living epistles being read by men. That when the spirit of God is using someone and they have not experienced exactly what you've experienced, it's easy for you to block them out and say, ah, you don't know what I'm going through. Because you're in your flesh and also there's a spirit of pride, Leviathan, that's wanting for you to miss your encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on to that, people. And so it makes a world of difference when someone does connect with you, whether they've experienced what you've experienced or not. And I asked her that question because look at Jesus, who is the image, the expression of Abba. That the Godhead is saying to you, I understand. I suffered in your place even more than what you are experiencing here. Because again, I can't wrap my mind around billions upon billions upon <laughs> billions of, of people through all the ages and everything is placed upon one man. Excuse me. Think about all the images he saw. Think about all the emotions raging through him. My goodness. 
And you, let's make it personal, you were on his mind. Stay right there. You were on his mind. When you first heard, oh, um, I was diagnosed, uh, yeah, I'm going to diagnose you for anxiety. And here goes a prescription that I take. You first felt the blow of depression and you found yourself locked in your room. Mm -hmm. When you when you uh, found yourself having um, crying spells out of nowhere. When you when you experienced panic attacks in the middle of the day wondering what in the world when you didn't want to talk to anybody and you separated yourself you were on his mind and he did not he will not reject you the Bible says how he receives those who are broken and contrite in heart. That he receives you. He, he, he welcomes you. And see, this is why we see then in verse 16. Can you go to verse 16 and read that again? Yeah. Okay. Verse 16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. This is so good. Mm. Did you see that? Yeah. He said, look, I connect with you 100%. I'm not blowing no, no, no wind, ain't giving you no bull crap. I know exactly. And so therefore I understand your weakness and I welcome you into my courtroom. I welcome you into my throne room, I welcome you to sit down with me that I may empower you, giving you hope, giving you grace, giving you sustenance in the spirit and in the natural to press forward, child of God. Wow. I'm... Reese, can you, can you read that again? Before yeah. you make your statement, can you read that again? Yeah. Um... It says, so this is chapter four, Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Um, do I, did you want to say something first? Cause you, I see you rocking. You guys can't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Mr. Osage is rocking. No, back make, 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 make your statement, make your statement. Yeah. Um, this is like the perfect mental health verse. Um, I sometimes think that we go through mental health issues because we, do, um, I wrote this in my notes, um, because we don't think that God understands. Like we're going mm -hmm. through mental Come health on. already just because it's like, <laughs> we don't think that God understands or is meeting a need that we think needs to be met. And so- um, I wrote this one time I was writing in my personal journal and he was just telling me, he said, you're, um, there was something I was like super anxious about. 
And he said, your emotions want to tell you that I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, hmm, I know that came from the most high because that did not come from me. Um, that was like, I was like, wow. And so guys, tip, just a tip, soak and write in your journal. I, the enemy will try to fight you so hard on doing the things that you need to do for your mental health because he wants you to think that he has your mind, but really he has like one thing he's trying, like he's trying to get your thought pattern to be similar so that you can't be liberated and be free. But yeah, so this, I know when I was going through what I was going through, um, which was anxiety and idolization. And those two really go hand in hand. A lot of stuff goes hand in hand. But these these two really go hand in hand because I wasn't getting what I wanted. And I'm like, no, I need this. Like by five, by force, this thing has to come down right now, now, now. And it's just like, it. hope deferred started to set in. And the Bible says that he, and that that's another, that's another verse that helps me understand that Abba really does see like where we are when he says like, yeah, Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And so when like he understands us there too. So if you feel like you've been praying for something and it hasn't came yet or this, that, and the third, he understands that you feel like your hope has been deferred. But what your emotions is trying to do is tell you that God doesn't know what he's doing. Like he has no idea what he's doing in your life or something is out of whack, out of order. And, and you know, that's what you're, again, like, I'm talking about like mental health issues. Like that's where your that's what your emotions are trying to tell you. And I think this verse is so powerful because it says, um, no, not that part. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. That is so crazy. So even your thought within your thought. Come on. Yeah. Even your thought within your thought <laughs> and just like how you're feeling overall. Or you say, when you talk to your friend and you're offended, and you're like, I'm not offended. I'm just aggravated. He sees that offense right there, baby. Um, yeah. And then it says, everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. He is the one whom we are accountable. Then it says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Um, this high priest of ours understands our weakness. And that that really, really, really will have you approach his throne room differently. And so it does talk about how we should come boldly um, so we can receive the mercy um, and the grace when we need it the most. But just knowing, having that understanding, like, you don't even have the need to understanding. I, I actually do, but at first, just you don't as much. Because the Bible is telling us right here, um, we have a high priest that understands our weaknesses and has faced the same thing that we have faced. So... Mm -hmm. With that, it's like, no, the enemy, my emotions is, is, has to be, because if the word of God, this is the uh, truth. when you look in the word, this is your life. Like, this is who you are. Then when you look away and something else happens, that's something else, right? So when you're like reading and the word of God says, no, he understands my weaknesses. This is the type of high priest that I have. But your mind and your emotions are telling you he doesn't understand because my need isn't being met and I'm anxious and oh my gosh. And like, or yeah, that is when you know that like it's a lie and then you can cast that thing down. And it's, yes. it's not always that easy like when you're casting it down. And I think sometimes that's a repetitive thing you have to do or it's something that you have to genuinely believe. Mm. I don't know. Oh, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's 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 a thing in indeed like what you said of genuinely believing mm-hmm. it, it just is it, it, it and 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 let me add this let me add this guys mm. jesus is there is a scriptural reference that holy spirit has locked within my being through all these years and I am so grateful every time he brings it to me. And it's in regards to the Mount of Transfiguration. Now, do we, do we remember the Mount of Transfiguration? I'm asking the audience. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys already know, again, we in this word. We in this word. Okay, so... The Mount of Transfiguration, of course, this is when Yeshua, that the glorification that is that is manifest of, of, of my goodness, I mean, it, it, Peter, James, and John, they are seeing the Messiah as never before. And his whole being is beaming and glowing and just like, oh. okay, that's that's the short version. All right. Now they come down from this mountain. And when they come down from this mountain, there you see people and you see the other disciples who are, who are there and you see a man and you see that man's son. And you see that there's a demonic entity that has caused for this young man to experience madness. What we would call it is what? psychosis right this would be an individual that would be taken to the psych ward Mm -hmm. we see I'm going to fast forward here the father like I brought my son to receive deliverance your disciples they couldn't do anything can you help me can, can you even do anything He looks at this father. And I believe he looked at him with compassion. Now, why? Because remember, we're tying this into the book of Hebrews over here. We're tying it into a believing. Huh? He says, um, it's not about if I can do it. It's about if you can believe. And this father, I want you to imagine this. I believe he looked in the eyes of of Jesus and he said I believe but help my unbelief so good (laughs) so good I'm, I'm telling you and then when you see he says this we don't see our Messiah rebuking him we see our Messiah continually moves in the sphere, in the realm of compassion and healing and deliverance. Why am I saying all this? Because what Amber said is just true. It, it takes pure belief. And guess what? When you are not in that place of like, yeah, I just believe 100%. Guess what? Your high priest wants to hear you say and be honest to him. I believe. But help my unbelief, God. In other words, you are now connecting yourself to the book of Philippians 
and I'm trying to remember the chapter. It's in chapter one. I'm trying to remember the verse, but it says, Paul says to those in Philippi that he's praying for them that God will work in them both to will and to do of his good pleasure. When we say, I believe, but help my unbelief, that is me saying, God, I surrender all. Woo! <laughs> I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. Nice and simple. This is the truth. I believe, but help my own belief. I'm not even going to hide this portion that's challenging for me to hand over to you. Oh, my goodness. Because we have a high priest that connects with us. Now, there's various things going on within my mind, of course, all things that connect. I know exactly where I am, but the word of God is so rich. And I want to say thank you sincerely for sharing, Amber, everything you just now said, because it's just so true how this scripture, it truly is a perfect scripture regarding the mental health. I mean, when you first engage in the text of itself and above how the word of God, how it divides, how it gets in your thoughts, how all these things are going on and how nothing can be hidden. See, my mind went to Jahari's window. Now I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to pause right there, okay, because I, I want to stay on course. <laughs> but Jahari's window plays an important role here, people. It really does. And you may say, well, what's Jahari's window? Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But it, if, if I may share furthermore on Hebrews 4, because we see that it says for us to come with boldness. And if there's nothing that nothing else I know, I know this, that when dealing with mental health diagnosis, that shame due to stigma. Now, I've heard someone rush now that's now said, oh, Sajay, what is stigma? You already threw out there Johari's window. Now, what is stigma? Now, you know, like I know, I'm going to keep on saying to you guys that you should be as the Bereans, right? Well, we're not going to make this hard for you. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read for you the exact meaning of stigma. So we're all on the same page. Stigma, a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or a person. Did you guys hear that? A mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality or person now as many of you guys know i'm originally from nigeria i was born in nigeria i was raised here in the states why are you saying my little son well let me tell you why us nigerians unfortunately <laughs> We want nothing to do with mental health. We want to behave as though there doesn't exist. Now, as the years has gone by, things have gotten better. And there, there are those of us 
uh, Nigerians who are clinicians and we're seeking to educate our people, no matter what the tribe may be. Okay. But man, when you talk about mental health and like, hey, no, therapy is good, going to a counselor is good. Oh man, oh no. <laughs> Whatever, get away. I've also taken note within the African American community that it's also connected with stigma. It's just as I've practiced. I've taken note of, of course, you know, within other cultures. Um, some Asian cultures, when it comes down to the mental health and, you know, really jumping in, it's like, oh, no, hush, hush. I'm just throwing things out there, okay? Stigma. It brings shame. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. But remember, remember, remember the basis here. How there are some of us in the body of Christ, how we have written ourselves off because of a mental health diagnosis or some mental uh, state of, of dilemma that we've experienced uh, re, in a, in a, on a reoccurring level. So the text says, come with boldness. But the diagnosis says, remain in shame. And then tie that into what Amber said, of how our experience, what we're going through, is saying to us, oh, he doesn't really care about what I'm experiencing. So take that and then take shame. You mix those things together, ooh, my goodness. That is an entrapment of the flesh, of the enemy, and of this world. And it's only by the grace of God that you, by believing that he really does care, remember, I believe, help my belief, that you can be set free and begin your journey of healing. Man. <laughs> ah! And I'll be quite frank, time is going, and I think that's a wonderful place of even wrapping this up, to be, to, be, to be very sincere, of saying, of laying this groundwork, saying, yo, there's a need for us to believe, because as you believe, ah, even for those of you listening and you're standing in the gap for other people, as you believe, you will see the hand of God stretch forth in your life. And he's going to lay his hands upon the right and the left hemisphere of your brain. He's going to touch the electro, the electronic part. You want to say electronic because you know, you know there, there is uh, electricity that, that goes about within your brain that helps you to function. He is going to assist with the chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. We are believing that the spirit of the living God the same one, now let's go back to the text in regards of the father and the son. Man, where, where is that specifically? So, so, so the people of God can, can look, can, can, uh, can look it up. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, uh huh. Here we go. So we are in, okay, it's in two places. It's in Matthew 17 and Luke. Chapter nine, 
I love the word of God, Amber. I love his word. I love him. I love him and I'm thankful for his word. Come on, somebody. Okay, let me see here. <laughs> I have Luke. Luke, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's Luke chapter 9. Okay. And then there's uh, also uh, Matthew chapter 17. Okay. Woo! So chapter 9, I have that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I and and I'm I'm wanting <clears throat> excuse me. Hold up. Um I'm 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 wanting. Let me do this. Uh take your time. This is a really great um Really great start to so you guys can kind of get to know like where these things come from. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And another point that I just want to highlight, just make it even more uh, clear, even though it might already be for some of you guys, come for the people that it's not as clear for. Um, you can be so honest with God. Mm, come on. You can say like that scripture I love. When I first discovered it, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody understands me. Um, yeah, yeah. I believe, but help my unbelief. I'm like, yeah, you can be that raw in your remember one time I told the father, um, I don't know if I want to live without if I don't get married. And he was like, okay, now I can I can work with that. Because I was so raw and vulnerable and honest. And he met me there and delivered me and is still delivering me in different areas of my life. But I remember mm. one time I got so, he he allowed me to get so frustrated that it came out of my mouth and I was able to to tell him the truth, like the truth that he already knew. Mm. Just for nothing is hidden from him. But he wanted me to know whenever, thank you, Holy Ghost, whenever, this is literally mm. from Father. The Father said, whenever he brings something to your mind, uh, he's reminded, he wants you to know that he knows what's in your mind already. So you're just something that he already knows yes, that's yes. within your mind but he wants when it comes out of your mouth and whenever you have those light bulbs like I just had a revelation of I struggled with idolization that is him letting you know I knew all along and mm. it, it really takes you there um I remember one time I told the father I said I don't trust so I don't I I had he kept he, I was going through some relationship issues and I was like, I don't know if this person, if I'm going to marry this person and they're going to say, is they're going to marry me and, and X, Y, and Z. And, and I don't know if I trust you. Like, I just winds up being so honest. And I was like, I really don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if I trust you. Cause I've, I've have quite literally seen things afflict me. So you're yeah. looking at me and you're asking me, you're saying, daughter, I love you. I, I want you to trust me. Trust, trust, trust all these scriptures about trust. And I'm looking mm -hmm. at my life. I'm like, nah, I'm afflicted. I know you saw, do you see this bullet hole? Like I do, mm. I'm looking at the the affliction right mm. here, and I mm. to trust you. And he gave me, and I said, I I, I realized in that moment, I was like, no, I don't. I, and that's like we're in a relationship, but just think about how real that is. How many people have been in an actual? This is nothing but the father right now. But how many people have been in an actual relationship where you don't trust the person that you're with, but you do love them, but you don't trust them? Like I I, I know that's deep. 
And so that's where I was with the father. And he had brought me to that because I was like, and what about this? And what about this? And what about that? And I saw this and he's like, don't be anxious for nothing. He, I remember he was just telling me not to be anxious. And I'm just like, well, I'm feeling this way and I'm having this dream and I'm feeling this one. He's like, and I'm like, I don't know if I trust you. I, the, I, I sat in silence for a second and he brought to my awareness. It was just a feeling really, but he brought to my awareness and he was like, you don't trust me. And I was like, I don't. Come on, come on. And and that's because I've watched what ha has happened to me before yeah. I knew you. Like, as I'm knowing you, I'm sitting here looking at a bloodstained dress right now. And you're saying, you don't trust me. And I'm like, bro, like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Do you know? Um, but we miss a huge part in Christianity where affliction is sent to to mold us. And like, we always want to talk about grace, this, grace, that. And don't get me wrong. We just read how grace is available. But affliction is, is. I remember one time he told me, I want you to eat affliction for breakfast. And I was like, mm, that sounds so good. I got all charged up. And later on, I was like. Wow. <laughs> but later on, I was like, when I started actually experiencing the affliction, I'm like, I'm full. Just like, I'm, I really am. <laughs> It's not. That's the plate. I don't want no more. <laughs> like everything, I was like, I'm full. Um, and yeah, it's just these are there's these very real places that I really want to talk about with you guys within this series too. But I, I want I want to be I want you to be healed. I want to be healed. Like let's say even for me, something could come out in this episode. I'm like, oh. why? Like. Let's let's do this thing. Let's really take it seriously um, and heed to the healing of the father because he's making it available. But a big part of that is being honest with him or at least having conversation with him. Before I was honest with him, I didn't even know that I had a trust issue with him. I was quoting trust scriptures left and right. Mm, then I on, found out on. like, oh, I don't trust you. And, and this is how I mm. genuinely feel. He gave me, a, I'll, I'll share that on a different episode, but he gave me a whole revelation on affliction mm. and trust. Come on. Mom. And all that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't he beautiful when he when he exposes our heart to us? Yeah. He, he, he is the living word. Amen. And I'm so grateful because that's his love for us because he does not want us to continue in our deception. Amen. Because he knows he knows deception leads to damnation. The text says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end will lead to his destruction. Hmm. And he loves us. He's a relation, relational God. He desires relationship with us. Isn't that beautiful? Man, thank you so much for sharing that, Amber. Yeah. Sincerely. Man. <gasps> the song that comes to mind now is He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, y'all got me singing on this, on this, on this episode. <laughs> okay, so. Here it goes. Let me read this real quick in regards of what I was saying. I said, I want you guys to see it. And I'm going to come from Mark, Mark chapter nine. Okay. 
in regards of the father and his son. All right. So I'm making a point here. I want you to see how Yeshua. I want you to see how Yeshua did what he did. So for those of you who are not driving, <laughs> those of you who are not in the middle of giving someone a haircut <laughs> and you have your holy writ in front of you, Mark chapter 9. Okay? Mark chapter 9. And look what he says. Hmm. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long must I remain with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. That's the first thing. Bring whatever it is that's afflicting you to him. So they brought him and seeing Jesus, the spirit immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has this been with him? Mm. From childhood, he said, it often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. See, Yeshua sees and knows that this affliction concerning your mental health, for some of you, not everyone, but for some of you, is literally has almost led you to death. For others, it's led to the death of relationships. Mm -hmm. see, see, death shows up in different ways. And it becomes our responsibility to be willing to identify, just like this father, of identifying in what ways that death has occurred or attempted to occur. We can share this with Jesus. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can. See, Jesus was like, huh? <laughs> and then he says, all things are possible to him who believes. So there goes that belief once again. Just as the woman of Yahweh was saying. Immediately, the boy's father cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Remember what I said in the book of Philippians chapter 1. That God may work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I surrender. I surrender all. My believing and my unbelief, I surrender all. Verse 25. When Jesus saw that a crowd had come running, he rebuked the unclean spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you to come out and never enter him again. After shrieking and convulsing him violently, the spirit came out. The boy became like a corpse. Mm. So that many said, he's dead. Can I tell you that no matter how troubled you have been, 
no matter the pain and no matter if it appears to be that you're dead, whether to yourself or to others, can I tell you that Jesus, mm, my God, that he who is life, that he is the one that says no. You shall not die, but you shall live. And you shall declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Look at what Jesus does. He says, but Jesus took him by the hand. And helped him <laughs> to his feet. And he stood. going to read that again but jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood. child of god jesus is reaching his hand out to you he's taking you by the hand and he in his strength is enabling you to have strength. And he's lifting you up on your feet and stabilizing you in your mind so you can stand, so you can be mentally stable, so you can be sound-minded. Yes, for the Spirit of God has not given you the spirit of fear, power, love, and of a sound mind. Let the same mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. See, I'm saying these scriptures that your spirit mind will be enriched even the more. That your soul may be renewed. You follow me? Be ye transformed by what? The, the renewing of your mind. Mental health. Diagnosis, be transformed as I renew my mind. It's not me depending on my own self, but Jesus is coming. Jesus is holding my hand. Jesus is helping me to stand on my feet so I can remain steadfast. The psalmist says that the Most High came and pulled him out of the mire and set his feet on a solid foundation. That's exactly what he is going to do and is doing mentally for you. Setting you on a solid foundation. Why? Because you're believing his word. And I'll end with this. Yeshua said, the one who hears my word and believes my word, I would liken him as the person who built his house on a solid foundation. And when the storms came, the wind blew, the water raged, all this type of stuff is happening. It remained standing. You guys see how that correlates? See, it's the spirit of God that gives us grace. That when we're going through various things, our mental health, 
that the Spirit of God is saying, guess what? You will remain standing. You will not be swallowed by depression. You will not be swallowed by anxiety. You will not be swallowed by schizophrenia. You will not be swallowed by ADHD. You will not be swallowed. Hallelujah. You will not be swallowed by bipolar one or bipolar two. You will not be swallowed. You will not be swallowed in the name of Yeshua by his blood. You will not be swallowed. Hallelujah. Because he is for you and not against you. Grace to you all. I sincerely pray that you will listen to this once again. If you are not taking notes, take some notes for yourself. And for those of you who feel comfortable, do please share with another person. When we meet here again, we're going to go deeper. All right? We're going to continue on on this journey. And we want to say thank you for allowing us to journey with you into this wonderful reality of shalom, of peace that is provided by he who is shalom. Yes, Yah Shalom. He is the one who will bring you into this place of wholeness, soundness of mind, surety that indeed whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And you have the right to attain liberty in your mental health. Grace to you all. Thank you for allowing me to share. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. God bless you. Grace to you. Wow. Um, okay, guys. Well, here goes that. I just want you guys to... um. Take heed to all the scriptures that were read to you. And as I and I'm gonna do the same. Um, I'm gonna do the same. But I want you to take heed to all the scriptures that were read to you. And I want you to journal and pray and be as real with the Father as you as you can. Um and just keep talking to him and just trust this, trust the process. Um it may not be pretty at first, but it is well, it really is. Um, and it's well because the word says it's well. And anything that's contrary to this word is a lie. That's a good thing to keep in your brain. Good thing to leave off with too. Anything contrary to his word is a lie. It's not real. Like, you know, Mom. this is what is real. This is what it's supposed to be. Um, mm -hmm. It's what it will be. And so this too shall pass. It has to because his mm -hmm. word says this. Um, or this is the devil. I'm going to bind him right now because his word says this um and then just keep journeying with him and and see it as a walk see it as him walking with you and i can guarantee you your just the way you per, your perception has to do it has everything to do with everything and that's going to be healed too in jesus name in so, jesus name we love you guys so much thank you so much for tuning in and we can't wait to see you next week Peace.